0: We now resume my interview with Warren.
1: For a while, I felt like I was kind of a failure at times, too, because, you know, I'm like, she's got my place, she's got all these extra amenities, and I'm back at my parents' house. I finally got to sleep that night, whatever, and then I wake up in the morning because everybody was making sure I wasn't going to that apartment because they knew I would got in trouble there would have been something bad. And needless to say, I go on Facebook and I see this picture with him and my son, and saying, glad glad y'all made it home safe. And I looked at it, it doesn't look like my apartment. So I'm researching this. The person that made that comment lives eight hours away in Georgia. And I told my friend, I said, look, you either go with me to this apartment or I'm going by myself. So he come with me, nobody's at the apartment. The apartment is damaged. There's a hole in the wall, a couple of holes in the wall. Which there was one hole in the wall it was just the fact that when the obviously she got out of the dude's truck, or whatever, I, I punched the wall instead of her. Which I don't feel like that's anything wrong. <laughs> I came for the hole anyways. And two, it's not her. Right. So you mean I'm not abusing her or anything any possible way. My clothes that I had there, obviously if I was getting off super late and I, I would stay over there to sleep a little bit when Matthew is still not awake on Tuesdays because... He had his therapies and stuff real early in the morning, so I'd stay over there to be there for therapy appointments. then we'd leave right after. So I'd have my little clothes, little clothes, bag, whatever, and I'd stay on the couch until all those were bleached. All my high school achievements from basketball, football, and stuff that I've had in my past, anything with my old high school was destroyed. Um, my favorite jacket from FAU was ripped completely. Um, I could tell someone put a knife through it. My son's room was completely empty and everything that, like, the new toys and stuff I had bought him were just on the floor saying, you don't deserve to have him. I started getting messages from people, apparently she was playing victim, and they said, I don't deserve to have him. I'm a dirtbag, I'm a gumbag. I'm one of the worst fathers on this planet, blah, 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 blah. How dare you ever put your hands on her? How have you ever done what you have done?
0: So she that went around telling me, people like, that you hit her.
1: Oh yeah, she she went around telling people that I was literally abusive. I never would let her do anything. <laughs> it hurts. It hurt still hearing that and she said I supposedly raped her and stuff like that. And no, that was a very hard thing to really hear. That one really hurt more than anything. Oh man. Um, she she would tell people I'm never home. Uh, I would never help her with my son, which I would not sleep at times because I would always be up with him and stuff. And granted, my son didn't like being touched. He just obviously wanted to be in his bassinet, but he had to look at you. And my son did not really care for anyone to really touch him. Like hugs, kisses. And I mean, it's really tough to have a baby that I don't like touch, don't like being touched. So <laughs> you're not really getting to swaddle him or hold him all the time. It just really hurt me because for someone, you know, I'm, basically bending over backwards for catering to. I'm thinking I'm doing my part, regardless if we're together or not. I'm doing my part. You mean you got my place, you got all these different things. For that to be said about me, just, it kind of hurt me. The cops come, they look at me. At first they were writing stuff down and they said, were y'all married? And I said, no. And they looked at me and said, dude, we literally have the just amount of as much rights as as you do with your son. Wow. so they told me they couldn't do anything about it and that even made me feel more just angered wise because I'm sitting there like dude I've never done anything wrong I've never got trouble with the law I've never done these things like why am I getting treated like this I'm bashing myself I'm I'm so just blown up in just all kinds of ways like man because this is literally two weeks before Christmas like I'm so excited we've got Matthew his number one toy that he's been wanting to get with him being autistic my son's only focused on one certain thing so Christmas is very easy for him you buy him one big gift he's good to go and stuff like that so it's like what what did I do wrong just to say it was like you know what's the, the ordeal like I'm sitting there constantly just like I'm talking to my mom I'm like mom what did, what did I do wrong like what what is did I look sound abrasive? Like, what did I do? Like, that's the first thing any male is going to look at. It's like, okay, what did I do to get this? You're basically in your mind going, all right, let me use my brain like how we go online. Okay, let me click the history and go back and play back all these things. Is there something that i hinted? Did something wrong to make her feel the way she did? I felt like it was my fault for a moment because I'm getting these damn Facebook messages, people are sitting here telling me, you deserve this, and da-da-da-da-da. People that I thought I knew pretty well from high school, like we were real close at the high school and stuff, I don't hear from them until after this ordeal. Are y'all kidding me? Like, I didn't even respond to any of them. I'm just saying like, I'm I'm in shock. I'm blowing in so many emotions, and it's like, (sighs) trying to calm down, trying to just relax. You know christmas is coming up i go over to the light bill company to go pay a light bill whatever they said the powers are getting taken off oh no actually no i didn't go to the light bill place because i thought all my stuff was already paid because i keep giving her these checks all you had to do was obviously i sent her the thing she just posted the thing whatever it should be already paid no she kept all the checks that i had paid for the light bills all the rent payments that I had given her to go give to the office is literally right there. You just drop it down the little drop box and the payments are there. I uh, found out those were not paid. No, even worse part. So me and my friend were about to get a house and um, we already did a credit check. I was, I was really good on the credit at that time. I mean, I just opened up a freaking credit card for $2,000 and stuff. So I felt like I was doing real good. Doing the early things, I build my credit at first. We go in to almost make this final closing on this house. I said, gotta go check your credit again just to make sure, just because you know it's a new person at the time. So, you know, they just want to make sure it's the right thing. They pull my credit up. I went from almost a 700, man. Cannot believe I'm saying this, but it went to a 199.
0: I'm sorry. Say that number again. It went to a 199. Is that even possible?
1: I thought it was a joke. I was really hoping Ashton Kutcher was about to pop out and go, hey, you've been punked, bro. My friend and me were just in shock. We did not get the house. Um, That was the only thing that was actually about to make me feel any better at the time because I was getting a house for Matthew, get our own room and have him, you know, this big house and stuff like that. I found out she opened up four credit cards in my name.
0: Holy crap.
1: And racked them all up. I had one credit card for her just because of emergency purposes. Because like I said, him being special needs, he was in and out of the hospital a lot at a young age. And um, obviously I had him for, you know, because Matthew didn't like being touched, so he never got breastfed. He always was on formula and stuff. So I always had, you know, a credit card to her just for emergencies, like formula, bottles. I go to try to fight that at first. And they looked at me and said, "You have no proof because it's in your name. It's a he said, she said type thing. Mm. All the info is there." So she racked up credit cards in my name. Christmas was because <sighs> we just had all these unopened gifts for my son. I mean, I felt like I'm lying to my kid when I say, "Hey, buddy, I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna see you Tuesday,"
0: and that didn't happen. You had to go through the various channels to. Make sure that you can get some part of custody with your kid. When did the light finally start to break for you and, and your relationship with your son? When did the lights finally break? Like, okay, we're in the right direction now.
1: Her sister messaged me. And it's just like, this is breaking my heart that you are. This is literally like two months in already. And I'm just constantly just, you know, trying to keep moving on, living that time, man, because it, it honestly felt like your kid's dead. Mm. No lie. I mean, I went from just seeing him every every four days to not getting to see him talk, smile, laugh. Um, apparently, his therapy sessions were informed that he was moving, and I tried to do that for so long, and it was even harder to do that. And at the time, I started feeling like I was getting a little bit better as one her sister. When her sister reached out to me and I'm going to see my dad and he lived out in the area and, stuff. and she was like, you know, but I found out wanting to meet us up there so Matthew could see his cousin. She's like, I'll take pictures for you and stuff like that. And we could see where it goes from there. And I said, OK, that's fine. Shout out to her. It felt like it was in a time machine at the time because the way the pictures were with my son, I'm just like, gosh, like, he's so big now. Like I went from so, so small little two-year-old, like literally you blink and then he's grown. It's been so long now. And I mean, it's like, and it hurt me even more. And then I kept seeing these pictures. So I would like post them just because I had them, man, because for the longest time, I'm literally got all these old pictures of my son. And I'm like constantly looking at him every day, just praying like, man, let this be the day. Let this be the day. Well, the only reason why anybody reached out to me because they knew I had a lawyer involved. Because we were trying to serve her, but we had to find an exact location where she was for this court case to even go further. So, this went on for eight months to try to find her, get all this figured out, and stuff like this. Um, she actually ran away a couple of times to where she did not get served. You know how those things go. But if it's a male, you're getting served left or right. It doesn't matter if you're asleep. They're going to put it on your chest while you wake up. It was almost the end of April because Matthew already just turned three. And I was upset because she didn't even bring him over because they wanted her to bring him over so I could at least see him for the first time. I mean, eight months. Gosh,
0: Wait, eight months you haven't
1: seen your son? Yep. Holy crap, boy. Obviously, she's not coming alone. You know what I mean? Like, she's going to have to bring them and stuff, and she didn't. I get close to the courtroom, and I could just hear someone's familiar voice, and I just cringed. Teeth was grinding, and I just I felt rage. Fist was bald, everything, because, I mean, eight months can do something to you. I mean, for someone that you've really done a lot for, and this how they repaid you, I'm hearing her voice and it was saying like she, she felt like she was like, um, I remember the first thing she, uh, the first thing I heard was, he can't lie on that part, can he? He can't say this, he can't say this. And she just stared at me and we both just locked eyes and I'm just, I, I couldn't even look at her straight completely in the eyes because I just felt so much rage. She clinged I threw her downstairs or something. I can't remember that one. I thought that was kind of funnier more than anything. Because I'm like, wow, we're really you're playing this victim thing. Like I'm really hearing it the first time out of her mouth instead of hearing it from other people. I remember the judge second guessed everything she said. He said flat out when she said that I hit what that I hit her and stuff like that. He said, Do you have a proof of bruising and stuff like that? She second guessed it and then turned, a reverse and saying he hurt my heart. It was such an awkward way, man. You know, how, like you have a courtroom, you think the jury and all that stuff. No, it's the judge, a cop on the left, our lawyers. Which I had two or three lawyers for mine. She had one particular lawyer just because, obviously, woman, it's easier to get a judge. I mean, a lawyer just because they're a mother. They, people can take that how they want. It. That's literally how it is. They give them a lawyer just because they're the mother, and they know for a fact nine times out of ten it's easier for their case because it's the mother. They just got to pay, I think, just the, the court fee, whatever, which is not even that much. They had that layout, whatever, and like I said, the judge second-guessed everything she said. She said that I tried, that I hit her, then she switched over and said, I hurt her heart. Um, she tried to say, I hit my son. Um, I was dangerous with my son. She had no proof on that. Then she switched over and said, well, she hurt, he hurt his heart too. The biggest thing that they solved at that time was I got two days with him, but granted I had to go the whole way there. So that's half a day, you know, in a car. And the other day we're having to rush it so the family could see him. So we're doing like this big birthday party, which it's already three or four weeks ahead of his birthday. We all spent the time with him and enjoyed it and stuff. And then obviously, I put him right back on the road to go take him back to his mom's. And I felt so relieved at that time because I'm like, you know what, Matthew? You're going to be home with daddy soon. You're going to be home with us really soon. And I was so confident best two weeks I could honestly say it, through that whole thing. I've made a Facebook post telling everybody thank you for my birthday wishes. I was going back to the court case and I said, we're about to be finalizing this. I feel like things are about to really go in my favor, stuff like this. I gave a little brief thing, but I couldn't give out too information on it because I know a lot of people were asking on it for a while. I wanted to tell people thank you because if it weren't for any of these guys helping me, I mean, people are reaching out to me regularly that that time just to make sure I'm alive. My mom was super worried about me being home alone and stuff like that because I was just depressed, man. Like, I'm a dad and I don't have my son. The weekend felt more funner than me being off because it felt like I just had more problems during that week than I could really just withstand at times. So we get back in the courtroom, I'm in such a good mindset, you know, this is all going to be over. We're going to get him. I might get sole custody. Granted, I would have never not let him see her. That's something I just could not, I would never have been able to have a backbone to just literally go, you can never see your son. There's sometimes I really had rage at the time and I just didn't want to take him back, but I would have never been that spiteful. So two days, we get into that courtroom, I'm smiling, thinking, you know, this is it. We should be not only done with this, back in my kid's life, that crumbled quick. She had documentation, judge added it in like it was no big deal. Granted, the date of it was literally two days before the newer court case, so it made her look good on that. The one person that says she would speak on my behalf didn't say a word and just looked at me, and the judge asked her again, said... Are you sure? Because on this paper says you are a witness. She looked at him, said she has no, nothing to say. So me and my mom just looked at each other. My lawyer looked at me before he finished up and said that after she said she has no comment to anything, the judge asked and said, might ask, was your boyfriend?" in a high-speed chase, not even a week ago. She started bursting in tears, scared to death. And then they said my son was in the car with this high-speed chase. Finding out my son is not only with some stranger, this dude came from, this guy out of prison and stuff, and he's in a high-speed chase with my kids in the car. So yes, I actually reacted a little bit. Well, which the jacket was tight at the time, but I just didn't know how to take that. And I'm thinking it's normal. I mean anybody's gonna respond to this. There's no way you're gonna sit here and be able to say something and not having a reaction. There's nothing. I don't care what anyone tells me, there's no way someone's gonna sit here and tell you, hey, your son that you haven't seen in eight months has been in a high speed case mm-hmm. and not have a reaction. Just turn myself and just to hold myself in, I try not to cry. I've cried enough and the judge out of all people said I needed to calm down. So Try to calm, try to just relax, try to take deep breaths. And then he made the final judgment. He said, we both technically unstable, but he looked at me and said, as good as the person you are, he said, he could tell that I'm a hardworking father and stuff like that. I am not capable of having my son full time. Not capable of having my son full time. Wow. He said, if we ever come back, they will put him in a foster home.
0: Hmm.
1: He he assigned her majority out of custody, supposedly 50-50, but because she lives so far away, I had to pay extra in child support for a certain amount of time because obviously the eight months that he was gone, I had to pay the back pay of it. I had to pay to have my son back basically from the time that she took him from me. So I had to pay her for the eight months that she took him from me. If she could not meet me halfway or whatever... I had to drive there. She had two exams to where I, that it's okay for me to drive there, there and back. As long as she covers it, which my dad, she has never covered one trip that we have had. And also I got sign anger management. I got court ordered for anger management because of the reaction I had about my, my two-year-old in a high-speed chase. After that court case, I tell people I was at my lowest. You know, after having my son taken from me and stuff like that, you know, the eight months I feel like it was some something some type of relief that's going to happen that courtroom destroyed me. that courtroom made me question my character which i've never had to question anything of my ability or anything in my life i try to harm myself i try to harm myself for four months mm. not drug overdose none of that stuff on on red lights i would drive on red i'll never drive on green mm. And it would be late at night because obviously there's not a lot of people on the road and obviously 16-wheelers for a four more straight. I always got lucky to drive on red. One night, I just got off super late. I felt like I could go to the gym and go, you know, do deadlifts, which deadlifts became a a favorite hobby at times just because I got smashed, throw stuff on the ground and get in trouble for it. (laughs) I really just questioned my purpose of being here, questioned why I'm here, am I a failure? Am I a person that literally abused somebody without even knowing it? I've had so many bad things in my mind at that time. And needless to say, I drove on red one night, like it was a normal night. Drove on the opposite of the road, drove on red. Needless to say, a 16-wheeler was coming right towards me. And this is something I've been waiting on. I could have easily drove straight, swallowed my pride and be like, hey, man, I've been waiting for it. It took me one second to actually hesitate. One second. Like, I've been pushing for this moment. And it finally happens, and I'm already swerving to the other end of the road because I'm chicken. I can't do it. That night made me have a clarity. That night made me realize life ain't over. That I'm better than this. I need to get up, brush myself off, be that guy that I've always said. And there's a and there's a quote I live by every single day. Every setback makes one hell of a comeback. I believed it, lived it, got to have my son made me realize my son never forgot about me. My son was happy to see me. He wasn't able to talk yet and stuff like that, but my son was so more developed than I was used to. When I felt like I wasn't winning, but I was winning at the same time
0: after that moment, mm-hmm. and it made me change. At Matthew, in your life, you have met a, a beautiful lady. And gave, <laughs> gave love a try. And then here came another little one in your life. That's a whole different, of course, now, that was, now, now that being was a girl That was and struggles,
1: man. <laughs> my goodness.
0: I'm sure it was. She was so adamant. I mean, I gave the world to my wife.
1: Literally made the best things that ever happened to me at the time. The person that I'm married to today, have a daughter with. She was a teacher's aide. She never could play the role stepmom. I remember that was something that was really a big thing, and I can understand that. It's a lot of baggage, and I knew I brought a lot of baggage. I mean, I'm living at my parents' house, bad credit, and I'm just now finalizing on a custody battle that just went basically like she saw me as a different person than what she was, what she saw me before, and she flat out told me she's like, "Warren, I want to be honest with you. I didn't like you for a long time. That's why we didn't hang out or anything. We actually started dating." That Sunday morning, which was so funny, we text and I said, hey, how do you feel about being my girlfriend? <laughs> That's such a weird, catchy thing, I guess. Like I said, man, I I wasn't in like a legit relationship for a long time, so I was still out of whack on things. I actually called her work that day, which I had lied to her and said, oh, I was just off that day. I called out of work that day so I could spend the whole day with her and stuff, and it was just, it was just something I haven't felt in so long. Like, I felt like I was Loved, I've been so mistreated by one person. Like, why, why do I take it on everyone else? Right. If if anybody gets the drift on that, oh, like I good. treated women like I I treat a woman like how I got treated by her. Right. And I apologize to any of them if they listen to this one because I know a lot of them probably say something bad of them just because of this scenario. But that was the reason, and I was young and. <laughs> I never really was dating anybody else before that person. So it was like literally my, uh, I guess my spring chicken moment. I guess that's the best way to reference it. <laughs> so it was like, I just had my fun for a while. I remember when she first met my mom and my mom just fell in love with her. My dad loved her. Well, they said it in plural, don't this up. Because obviously it's all good and dandy when you're dating somebody. But then when you bring your son into the picture, it's cute at first. Everybody thinks it's cool, you know, they got a kid, I can mature, I don't have to be forced to have kids and stuff like that. Which I know a lot of women have that mindset at times, I don't know if they do now in this generation. It really was the testing moment to see like, if this really can be a thing. The way she was with my son, hands on with him, holding him and stuff like that. Which I I told his mom before I brought her around him. I just felt like that's the right thing to do, even though my mom told me don't do it because it's not her business or whatever. She was very adamant as she pointed a relationship with his mom, just, you know, for respect for him. And, and that was the moment that I kind of like literally was like, you know, I am open. If we ever do get further into this, I could be open to maybe her intents that what she's been wanting, you know, husband and stuff like that. I had her sister, her cousin. I had her family members close, and I told them what I was going to do. The funny thing is I asked her dad. I asked for his approval on Christmas Day because that was the only day I could do it. Little did Samantha know we were doing pictures for our one-year anniversary, but she did not know that I was going to propose that day as well. There's going to be one particular photo that we're going to take. That will be the moment. And um, that day when I had her sister put it on Facebook Live, I got on one knee while she's taking a picture propping up with the, the promise ring and I'm behind her with on one leg with the ring out and her, her cousin Taylor goes, come here. This picture was amazing. Like she, she was trying to say like, oh, it's okay with the ring. But you could also tell her sister's almost in tears. They're shaking. Samantha looks at it and it was like, oh my gosh. And I'm still on one leg gonna turn around. And she just bawled crying and stuff like that. <laughs> Plenty, she didn't even answer it. And I said, do you? She's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> Beautiful story, man. I'm glad that you gave love another shot. Not many men would do that. They will sit back with, with anger. So, Warren, my question to you. Why do you keep your towel in fatherhood?
1: I brought this kid to the world. They, they didn't ask for this. They didn't get to pick who their father is. They didn't get to pick who their mother was. And As much as I tell people I would never regret Matthew, I just wish I could pick somebody else for the mother standpoint. Matthew has made me who I am today. And Annabelle, my goodness, Annabelle substitute those eight months that I haven't had with him. I've had with her because I've been with her since birth. She's now four years old and stuff. And the main reason why I hold my cows, man, it's just not me. When I say it's just not me to just up and leave and walk away from something i'm always that competitive person i've always been this things and i always i always made this joke too i said man you know as many three-pointers i shot in the gym nothing beats being a father as many drop kicks i can give in a ring or how much people chant usa or american project or whatever nothing beats someone looking at you in their eyes and just realize that you are their world it's one of the most beautiful things that anyone could ever have if
0: you can just imagine with me you are in a room you have og fathers you have appropriated fathers you have fathers newbies and in between and fathers who are there who still don't got this fatherhood thing because they're not ready to assume the responsibility what words Mm -hmm. what small words would you give to those fathers out there today Patience. That is the biggest word I can ever tell anybody, man.
1: Nothing's going to come easy
0: right at first, uh, obviously
1: with us fathers. As a baby standpoint, the child's probably going to want the mom a little bit more, but you're going to realize that patience, man. But when that time comes, when those kids are all about daddy, it's literally one of the best things in the world. And the ones that are young and obviously to be fathers and stuff like that, I'll just say, man, be consistent. Consistency does a lot of things. Every day, I'm going to be challenged. And obviously, I can never lift all the weight in that gym. I can never overcome every workout I have ever seen in this gym. There's always something that's going to test me there. And I feel like that's what the same thing with parenting and fatherhood. It's always going to be something that you're going to not be a master at, but you also still got to... Keep doing for anybody, the toughest thing in the gym is to show up. Be there for your kid. That's the biggest thing that you could be for as a father. Is be there for your child. Be there for them. If you could prove that you could show up, you're already a better father than most people in the world.
0: And there you have it. You have a father who had to go through the ringer. And even though he had to go ahead and put down one of his dreams to assume. The mantle of fatherhood, he understood what it came with it, but he got put through an incredible ringer where he did not see his own kid for eight months. With some persistency and some help from above, he was able to go ahead and get that relationship back with his son and now able to open his heart up to love and have another one a a little baby girl now things are just moving in a different direction warren thank you so very much and listen man i'm gonna put all of warren's his social media his his podcast links i'm gonna put all that in there so you'll be able to go and link up with him and check him out and when i tell you that his his podcast is as as what you hear here He is raw and he's just truthful with it. So, Warren, thank you so very much, my man. And I just want you to know that this round is officially over. And you have made it through, my man. So to all my fathers out there, please take heed to this advice that he has given to you and keep going in your journey of fatherhood so like i always tell you wipe the blood wipe the sweat wipe the tears but whatever you do don't throw in your towel this is your man aunt boogie happy father's day to all you dope fathers out there and to the newbie fathers welcome into the journey of fatherhood we will check you when we check you we'll see you when we see you we are out of here peace